Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 77, My Turn to Talk. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Yagami as my ghost, as, not as my ghost, as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. It's always here. a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. No. I think it's just the, uh, the fact that there is a tiny bit of uh, delay between us that we'll be having a bit of difficulty talking over each other, but I think we're going to be sorting that really, really easy. In that case, I'll give you as much time as you need to talk. I will not interrupt. I'll be very quiet throughout because you have a beautiful voice. First of all, Why, thank you, you. Ma- you make my voice go to shame. Nah, <laughs> nah, it's good. So speaking about your beautiful voice, we're going to jump right into your hobby of today. But before that, who is Yagami? So Yagami is Zarog Amin. Amin is my, you know, first normal name. And Zarog is my family name. But I don't really use that for the interwebs. I go by the name of Yagami, or Mr. Yagami, or all things Yagami for my other social platforms. I am 34 years of age, and to be honest, voice acting is kind of a new thing for me. So normally when I introduce myself, I introduce myself as, you know, as, I don't know, for example, a game mentor. I used to do that uh, a long time ago. But for this occasion, hi. I'm Yagami, and I'm a voice actor. <laughs> Man, I could listen to your voice all day. <laughs> Thanks, bro. And uh, okay, okay, I, I gotta keep going with the podcast and not just daydream. Uh, yes, before we jump into the topic of voice acting, do you have any social media links or websites that you could share, and so the people can come and listen to your beautiful, beautiful voice? Without a doubt. So usually, I have uh, a YouTube channel. It is all things Yagami. I dump all my videos and uh, project on there. So that's basically my main hub. I also occasionally stream every other day on my Twitch channel. It is Mr. Yagami, twitch.com slash Mr. Yagami. And the other social media is between Mr. Yagami and AT Yagami, which is all things Yagami shortened. So you can find me there. That's perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can look you up, follow you, and follow your soothing, soothing voice. I, I know I've been giving compliments all day. I just... Man, <laughs> I just you. can't get enough of it. Uh, anyways, the topic of the day is voice acting and being a voice actor. So what does what does that entail exactly? What kind of voice acting do you do? The thing that I do is that the thing that people wanted me to do, everyone I meet tells me that I need to be doing some sort of a documentary, some sort of a narration and some sort of, you know, uh, something that is related to just me talking over something. And at the beginning, I was like, I want to do something more than that. But to be honest, the more I listen to my own voice, coming to terms that I actually have a voice that is suited for voice acting, the more I believe that, yes, I think they're right. So usually I do narration and something that has to do with me talking a lot, which is really good. <laughs> you know what? I feel your struggle. I was in the same situation. People listened to my voice and said, Alex, you have a radio voice. So why don't you go do radio? I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. And here I am doing a podcast. So I guess I caved in. <laughs> yeah. Doing a podcast is a really good thing to start and uh, broadens your perspective. A really, really good time. Oh, really, really a lot. And it also allows me to meet wonderful people like yourself, right? Yeah. Thank you for that. Now, how did you actually get introduced to voice acting? Now, this is the juicy question, because to be honest, I had the voice acting thing for a long, long time, and I can even pinpoint where that 
came to the image. And that was back in the early 2000s. And I was watching this movie. I don't know if many people knows about it or not. Uh, it, apparently, I'm an old fart now. But <laughs> it's Pitch Black. The movie is Pitch Black. And in Pitch Black, there is this main character. His name is Richard B. Riddick. And I remember being young and being extremely drawn to the way he acts. You know, Vin Diesel is the uh, actor who did the uh, Richard B. Riddick. And the fact that his voice was so amazing, so filled with bass, and he didn't speak much, but he took his time saying those few words, and his present or presence was really, really there. So that was the turning point. That was when I started getting interested in voice acting and how people deliver those things. And of course, with years, you know, more of those things came, like, for example, Hugo Weaving on The Matrix, you know, his monologue on the first movie when he got Neo, for example, when he was in interrogating him. That was amazing to me. You know, his, him taking his time and speaking and portraying this menacing character. So I had that interest in voice acting and acting in general, but I never really considered myself, uh, you know, in the domain. I thought I didn't have that good of a, a voice. I, you know, I live in a third world country as a, as we talked about this before. And when you do have those conditions, you never think that you're going to be in that domain until recently I'm playing Overwatch around 2017. And I start using my headset and people start telling me, you have a good voice. You might be good for, you know, acting or commentary and everything. And I, at the beginning, I didn't really believe it, you know, like maybe it's just someone. But around 2000 games later and every game, the same thing, I started thinking, you know what, maybe. And that's when I decided, you know what, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. It's going to be hard. I'm just going to do it. Here we are. You know what? I play a lot of Overwatch 2 and I had the same situation. Let me guess, have some people guessed that you were Winston? <laughs> no, more like Reaper ah, yes. and Zenyatta. It's either Reaper or Zenyatta. I don't know, sometimes I'm tired or something. I do sound angry like Reaper. <laughs> and sometimes I'm relaxed. I'm sound, I sound like Zenyatta. There we go. So both, both, both of us, we are Overwatch characters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's my dream to be a, an Overwatch character. That's something I'm working on, to be honest. Well, that'd be awesome. Hopefully, I'm doing my part by sharing this and somebody who is listening works for Overwatch and says, you know what? I would love to have Mr. Yagami as a voice for representing your country, which which is what's your country, if you don't mind me asking. That is Algeria in North Africa. And I don't believe they have an Algerian character yet, right? No, no. Only an Egyptian one. Oh, two, basically. Farah is an Egyptian, but she lives in the United States. But No, no, I think she's back <laughs> to Egypt. Well, you know what? There's 150-some quest uh, questions, not questions, countries around the world. So there's a lot of room for new Overwatch characters. This sounds like a sponsorship for Overwatch. I am not sponsored by Overwatch. Anyways, I'm sponsored <laughs> no, by not. no one, no, just by the good times. So, yes, uh, do you still remember the first thing? You created your first, oh, uh, not Overwatch, your first voiceover or voice acting content you've created? I, I do remember, goes without saying, but I'm thinking, because here's the deal. Since I decided back in 2017 I want to become a voice actor, I didn't just go and do auditions. I thought, okay, I need to be 
ready for this. I need to have my English a bit better because as you can hear it, it's not the best. I'm still working on it. So I started making videos, just let's plays of random things. And I started making YouTube videos and that was basically my audition. So I didn't have a specific script. And then a friend of mine told me there is this Reddit thing where people, you know, want others to record stuff for them. And that's why my first, first ever script came. And I don't know, there's like two or three of them. I kind of I kind of <laughs> forgot which is the first one. But I do remember it is something short and it's something to do with someone in the military. I needed to portray someone from England who was, you know, highly ranked in the military. It was a short text, but I do remember that. I have no idea what the guy did with it. He didn't get in touch with me. That was a random question. It was not written down. He, uh, Mr. Yagami was not prepared for this. So this is why. Uh, but no, I do appreciate the answer. And you know what? I couldn't tell you the first time I tried to record something, what I've recorded, because I've recorded so many things. And yeah, a lot of it is meant to be forgotten at that point. <laughs> yeah. So yes, for you, what would you say is the best part about being a voice actor? Oh, the best part. It's like, again, always wanted to do something related to acting. But since there is no such thing here, I never really looked into it. But I was always in the field looking at actors, you know, looking at ways to act and portraying things and everything. So being able to voice act and being able to portray a character, and I'm having three or four characters now I'm looking and working on, is something that is extremely ecstatic to me. It's something unreal. It's like stepping into another world, basically, where you have to not be yourself. You have to not be your usual normal guy and do something out of the box, which is really exciting. So every time I'm doing that thing, I am really happy. And that's the basic and that's the uh, thing that I'm looking for when I'm doing voice acting. Actually, speaking of which, you're just talking about trying new things. Do you have different characters for your voice acting or you're always using the same one and perfecting that one? See, I've thought about that. Uh, I thought about, you know, having to do different voices. But I remember a an interview with Nolan North. He's a voice actor. He, he did the Uncharted character. And he said, don't be an impersonator. Just be yourself. Work on your craft. And then when you have, you know, a perfect position, when you have the training for it, tr start using, uh, you know, your voice and start playing with it. And I was like, it's exactly that because, yes, I'm starting in the field, but I don't have much experience in, you know, playing with my voice and doing other different tones and all those things. I know I can do that, but if I don't have the necessary knowledge and the necessary experience behind it, it's just going to sound, you know, like a broken record, basically. So now I'm just staying in my range, doing myself. This voice, this rested voice, I do, you know, angry, I do neutral and relaxed expressions. But other than that, I'm just going to stick in this vocal range. I like that. And uh, speaking of which, saying that you're trying to perfect your skills and honing your voice and your vocal range, what do you do to learn how to be a voice actor? Do you go online to learn? Do you get it from somebody who teaches you how to do it in person? Or I, I would say magazines, but magazines, reading words may not be the best <laughs> source. But I mean, what's your technique to improve your skills? So this is a very, very 
interesting question for me because it is actually a challenge. When I decided to become a voice actor, I started looking at ways to become a voice actor. What are the things that I need to do in order to go into this direction? So I turned to Crispin Freeman. I don't know if you know the guy or not. Crispin Freeman is another voice actor and he's the voice of Winston in Overwatch to be more, you know, uh, clear. And he has a class, a mastery class. And the first class is him talking about how to do this, how to be introduced into this world. And I was laughing and crying at the same time because he tells me, okay, you need to find your local theater and you need to find actors in that theater and just start taking classes there, which is something I don't have. Okay, so what I need to do, you need to go online and pay for classes. Well, I can't do that either. So what can I do? Well, I need to look left and right. I need to watch videos and I need to, you know, to find free vocal coaches that will help me with their free time and all those things. So that's exactly what I'm doing until I, I don't know, step up or leave the country and go to another country because it is kind of hard here because having a theater experience is kind of primordial to be a really good voice actor. And that's something I don't have here. So they have it. No, well, hopefully that you are helping out and getting in the right steps. So people who are listening to this, people in your home country, listen to this and say, you know what? We need more voice actors from our homeland. And you and I are doing our part to promote this. And actually on that note, would you ever consider teaching other people like myself? Because right now I'm like, man, I should just sit here and listen, not, not, not ask too many questions, just listen and see what you can teach me. Now, the thing is, you have to, if, if, the, if you have something you want, you want relay, just say it. It's okay to interrupt and it kind of enriches the conversation goes without saying. But seriously, I'm learning this from the perspective of someone who does not have the usual tools. Because when you live in the United States, for example, it's actually easier. You have vocal coaches, you have, you know, theater, you have actors, you have acting classes, you know, schools, universities, even your own, I don't know, high school, for example, have their own club where they can do that. So you can start with that. But many people like me don't have access to those things. And that's where I think when I get there, I would be teaching goes without saying, I would love to share the techniques, how I get there and how I do these things. Because again, you don't have the money, you don't have the means, so how are you going to do it? Are you going to just sit here and pretend? Or are you just going to be pushing forward and hoping for the best? And that's what I'm doing. I've always loved the DIY tactic. I've used it for so many things. I've taught myself how to use editing programs and stuff like that. I, I can't read music. I tried going to taking a class about it. Just can't do it, can't sing, but I was able to do it. But either way, I'm talking too much about myself. It's all about you today. How often do you do <laughs> voice acting? I'm sorry, I'm just in love with this whole conversation that I'm going off. But yes, how, how often do you do voice acting? To, to be honest, not often or not. Uh, not often enough. I want to do as much project as I can, but it's kind of tough, uh, you know, finding the right ones, uh, you know, and perfecting other accents, for example, because I'm still working on my American accent and it is a bit tough for me. English is my fourth language, so things are not as easy. And when you speak it as a second language, for example, or your native language. But for now, I do have a good deal of projects I'm working on. Main one 
something I can't really talk about, but it's uh, a really, really, really good act uh, and a really, really good character I'm building. And the other ones are just things that come and go. People want me to do some documentaries. Someone wants me to do a video. I'm always obliging. I don't even bother looking at the finished product. I just want experience as part of the uh, what we were talking about earlier about, you know, gaining experience and everything, because you either have someone to teach you or you just throw yourself into the sea and learn as you make mistakes. And that's how I'm doing it. This might sound a little creepy, but I don't know why. I would just love to just have you follow me and narrate my entire life. Like, I pick up a glass of water. He, he drinks it. He goes and sleeps for one hour, two hours, three hours. <laughs> It'd be kind of creepy, but it's just I was just picturing that. Uh, but you were talking about projects. How long does it usually take you to complete a project? There's two things. I speak slow because... I have to formulate the sentence in my head because I have this fear of not sounding correct. So I have to formulate the phrase uh, the phrase in my head and this comes out as me speaking slowly. Part of the way why people think I do narration. I don't do this, you know, on purpose. It's just like because it's my fourth language and I have to think before before I speak. And for that it takes me longer than the average person. I need to read the whole thing and understand what is my part in it or am i portraying a character am i narrating something is that narrated a narration in monotone is it historical or is it something that has me involved in it because sometimes when you do documentary sometimes you have to be involved emotionally when there is something funny you have to be funny when there is something dark you have to be dramatic and you know lower your voice and speak in a slower tone and all those things so it depends but since, uh, you know, I'm not like your average voice actor. I take my time, taking all that in, and then I start slowly working on it. And I always ask whoever is giving me the, uh, the, the project to give me a tiny bit more time so I can perfect it and give it as good as I can. So you spoke about being very emotional sometimes in your performances. How much does the body language and the facial expressions play into your acting? A lot. There is, I've, I did have a, a talk with some upcoming voice actors left and right, some people I met here and there, and some of them are just sitting in their chair and just trying to do and deliver. You cannot do that. If you want to be grandiose, for example, if you want to be aggressive, you have to sit, you know, to have to be on your feet. You have to, to have a body language. That's how you sell something. You can't just sit in your chair and try to pretend to be angry. Probably it would sound angry, but it will sound like someone is pretending to be angry. It, would, it is always so interesting uh, when I do that and I listen to myself. It's not the same when you do it with your you know, body language, when you do it with your face, when you try to reach that place, your voice is going to portray it really really perfectly so i always try to do as much as that as possible but be it as you know just with my hands or with my body language or standing straight you know sitting sleeping all those things are part of what i do so on that note i have to ask are you currently standing up right now 
<laughs> no, no, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. We're just having a nice casual conversation. Okay. okay. Why was that? Why would I stand? I don't know. I just at that moment, I'm like, you know, what? I should just get rid of my chair because I have to, you know, live up to Yagami's uh, standards. He's he's put so much passion to it. I can't just sit here while he's standing. Okay, so if you're sitting, it's fine that I'm sitting too. Perfect. So you mentioned the voice acting community is not too too big in your area. Are have you found certain people who have common interests? Well. In my area, there's only one friend, one friend only who has an interest and who has a really good voice and is also working, uh, you know, doing those. He recently gave me one of his auditions. He was like portraying someone who's scared in the dark and he made the whole thing with the background noise and everything. I'm like, dude, you're light years <laughs> ahead of me. I can't even make that. And other than that, sadly, no, there's no one interested in these things here. But thankfully, there's the internet and there's the online world where you can meet many people like you and you can share your ideas and so on and so forth. So I do have a close circle of friends now and we bounce things each with each other. And that's really, really helpful. Well, on that note, I remember seeing a couple of weeks ago on Reddit, this person starting up a uh, Greek mythology storyline and they were looking for voice actors i'm going to send you the link you can join it if you want or not i've signed up i mean i'm not a professional you would definitely dominate it you could play pretty much everybody but you know what oh i, I would never say no i would <laughs> never say no to a project perfect after this podcast i'll send you the link so at least you have something there on top of that i'm sure you're pretty busy but if you have free time you have that there but uh for you we talked about this a little bit earlier on do you have any inspirations oh many many inspirations like i said from the number one from the source like i said i remember it just like yesterday i didn't even speak english at the time by the way i was just watching this movie with subtitles and it just blew me away you know you're young and everything and you sound like a screeching i don't know creature from another world and you see this guy who's dominating with his voice he doesn't say much but everyone listens so you start from there and then you get, you notice others like i said from uh agent smith to you know the guy who did optimus prime if you remember the the old guy and and so on and so forth and as i play video games i'm right into the center of voice acting there's so many of this amazing talented people like for example laura bailey who plays uh jaina for example in warcraft or many other things in many other games she's a huge name or the fact that i also remember watching that documentary about the sound creator and director in silent hill the video game and i remember him looking for vocals in his upcoming title at the time which is silent hill 3 and how he wanted that process and how he was walking about that process and he found mary elizabeth mcneil i don't know if you know the name or not but she's also big into animation she done she, she she's basically almost in every dub in every animation almost she's really really big uh, in that domain and i remember seeing him when she recorded her demo and sent it to him and mind you he listened to 500 others so the second she started singing he was like that's her that's exactly her that, what, that those things inspires me every 
time I listen to those. Now, recently, in the recent days, I'm really, really enjoying Troy Baker's work. That guy is just everywhere. His vocal range is out of this planet. And I was surprised when I learned from him. He has a uh, gaming channel and he's currently playing The Last of Us. He didn't have any acting experience up until The Last of Us. And there was a particular scene that he needed to do perfectly. And that was when he started seriously taking voice acting uh, acting lessons. And I was like, seriously? So all those project before projects before you did without acting experience <laughs> gives me hope. Always gives me hope. So yeah, that amongst many, many others are really big, inspiring uh, people to me. And let's not forget, of course, Crispin Freeman. How can you? And I have to ask, I know it's a stereotype, but David Attenborough does. Th oh, yes, I get that. <laughs> I get that every two games in everyone. And I listen to the guy. I don't sound like him. I think I, I have a similar delivery to him, I think. That's why people draw the connections. But every two games, someone is like, dude, you sound like David Attenborough. I'm like, no, that's an old guy. I'm not old. Come on. But yeah. I know David Attenborough is a master in his domain and I just sometimes you can't even compare things to him uh, I just let that to the people who listens to me and draw those conclusions you know what man you're definitely on your way and I've been loving every second of this podcast so far I just want to keep it going forever just to listen to your voice anyways for you what was your biggest challenge when you first started doing voice acting well, for this question, let's just not keep that one challenge. Let's just add an S at the end. There's so <laughs> many challenges. So, you know, you ask yourself a question because the biggest problem currently, to be honest, not just, uh, you know, used to be in the past, the biggest problem is me. So there is this reality uh, personality in you that always keeps you kind of grounded. And everything that happens or everything that comes your way, there is this guy in the back of your head that tells you, well, you can't do that. You can't, you shouldn't be able to think about that and everything. So that was the hardest person to convince to do voice acting. I live in a third world country. There's no such thing as voice acting where I live. There is no theaters. There's no actors. There is no even acting school. Well, there is an acting school and you have to go to the capital and you have to know someone. You have to have money and all those things. So how on earth would you even think about this? But to be honest, every time I fire Overwatch and there are someone who tells me, you need to do this, I get motivated. And that's one of the major challenges. So the number one is how to do this and how to get over yourself and how to defeat that defeatist mentality. And then when you do that, when you manage to convince yourself, okay, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I need to do this. There is the other, you know, ocean of things, how to act, how to, you know, perfect your vocal range, how to do training. And those are the things that I'm currently facing, obviously. But step by step, obviously, I will try my best to reach a higher standard. And luckily, we live in a day and age where the internet is so, so oh, vast. Yes. And it allows us to connect with other people like we connected. And it gives us the opportunities that we might not have had 
maybe 30 years ago or 20 years ago. Oh, yes, that, without a doubt. 10 years ago, I wouldn't even realize about or think about this or even consider it. Even if it came my way, I would, no, it's not going to happen. But nowadays, with all those platforms, with all those things that come my way, I feel blessed, to be honest. And I will try to do anything, any project that comes my way, because it's not like you have to choose which is good and which is bad or which, what you like and don't like. I take it as I need to do it in order to become better at what I do. And there you have it. Uh, I completely agree with you. And you kind of answered this in the first question, but I'm going to ask it st still the same. What are your current biggest challenges? If, if I can add an S to it or challenge, depends for you. Oh, yeah. No, no. The, the biggest challenge currently, without a doubt, is acting. You need acting to be better. You see, you can do it, but you can do it slow and you will not, you know, you will not have the correct method. So if I have to give an advice to someone who's in the field, find an acting class, find someone who teaches this and go and do it because it will propel you in the domain. Many people think that you just sit in a chair and uh, you have this big script and you read it. No, no, no. There is acting. You have to know how to deliver a certain line. Are you angry? Are you sad? Do you need to be angry or sad? You know, because the character is just monotone sometimes and you have to breathe life into it. So all those things, if you don't know how to act, are going to hinder your progress. So that's currently my biggest challenge. I am always hard at work to try to find a way around it. But you know what? You need an acting class. And that's the biggest challenge, period. On that point, you, you know when you see in YouTube videos the behind the scenes of movies, let's say The Lion King and other movies like that, you can actually see like the voice actors getting full body motion into it. They're not just standing still like you're saying like you will get no emotions if you just stand still and say the lines. You have to get fully involved and and that's what I guess acting classes will teach you like the whole acting. Just because there's a mic, you still have to give out 100%. Oh, yes. There is. I watch so many of those, by the way. I watch hundreds of those videos. I love them without even realizing. I just love watching those scenes and watching, uh, you know, voice acting the nature, nature, natural habitat, to be honest. I do recall the voice actress who did, uh, she's French and did the Widowmaker. And for her, in order to portray the character, she bought those really big high heels and she keeps them around the studio. And every time she's recording, she wears them so that she embodies uh, Widowmaker because she's uh, her self-esteem is over the roof and she's a cold, calculating killer. Same goes for so many other videos and characters. They will try to find the best way to, uh, you know, incorporate anything they can to bring life to that character. So some of them will stand, some of them will be on the ground, like uh, uh, Cumberbatch, when, when he was portraying the dragon in- Lord uh, of the Rings, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. the Hobbit, yeah. He was literally like a serpent in the ground, so that he is 100% into that character. And he has to do that so many takes, it's not just one take. So you see, that's why, 
the dragon in The Hobbit is so good. It's because the guy gave it 120%. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the thing that we need to do. You know what? That's awesome. I love the thinking out of the box method. Actually, for you, do you have any of those thinking out of the box, either laying on the ground or doing it, I don't know, while taking a shower? That sounds stupid, but I mean, anything that's out of the box. I don't know. Doing a shower. No, no. Don't record while you're doing a shower. That's horrible for multiple reasons. But do you have any of those weird... For many reasons, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Do you have any of those special techniques? The deal is, depends on what I'm doing. Currently, okay, I can talk about that a tiny bit. So I have this character who's a scientist, and he is evil. But to him, it's not. And he's cold and he's calculating. And I have to be him. So it's like you have to convey being evil but in a calm and calculating way. So I have to convince myself that I, I'm doing the right thing. But at the same time, I have to deliver as it is evil. So all this time, sometimes I'm standing, sometimes I'm sitting, sometimes I'm, you know, smiling while I'm delivering the line. And all those things actually do help a lot. You, it's not just, you know, for the uh, character. Sometimes it's just for you. Because in order to understand an emotion, you have to do it. If he is, you know, trying to speak while smiling, you have to speak while smiling. You can do it without, you know, the smile factor because no one's going to be seeing you, but it's not, it's not going to work. And that's what I do. It depends. When I'm reading a book, before that, I'd like to be extremely relaxed. I have no overwatch. <laughs> and yeah. uh, no, you know, no outside world influence because if you get a tiny bit irritated, your voice is going to suffer and you have to be relaxed and you have to be in the zone. And then you take the book and you read from it and it sounds as it should sound. And there you have it. I don't know why, but I can just imagine when you're doing your evil recording, you have all the lights turned off. You have one little candle lit just to give that atmosphere. <laughs> now replace the candle with my monitor. Actually, that's exactly <laughs> what I do. You see, I imagine the guy just, you know, sitting in his, because it's kind of a futuristic sci-fi world when, and he's really, really big in that world and everything. So I have to imagine him sitting and giving those lines and just being kind of smug and calm about it. But everyone else is like furious and uh, about his decisions and everything. So it's always that way. And I think also the guy who's writing the, the series is writing them according to how I sound, which is really good. Uh, at the beginning, it wasn't like that. But the more I portray the character, the more the guy writes it as me, uh, for me to be uh, more precise. And that's really helping. And it always makes it a lot easier. Now you were mentioning oh, yes. at the beginning, well, not at the beginning, but in this answer just here that the alteration of the voice has an impact. If you had a long day and stuff like that, it might have an impact on your voice. So on that note, what is the best time of day for you to record? Is it in the morning, the afternoon, the evening? I have two perfect times. Because I have to account for uh, the neighbors and everything. But usually when I'm recording something, it is either now, it is after midnight, because I don't know if you can hear, there is absolutely no noise. Everyone is asleep. That's perfect. 
So the amount of noise I need to cancel is minimalistic. It's just the sound of the computer, for example, to my right, or maybe some passing car that sometimes doesn't even happen, especially in the winter, everyone is asleep. Or I like to wake up really early in the morning and do it. And those two times, one is because of the noise, and the second one is because of the uh, fact that my vocal cords are rested. So if I want to sound extra, uh, extra in the bass side of things, I'll just do it as I woke up. I wake up, drink my tea, some honey in it, and just get right into the uh, thing that I have to do after some, you know, vocal warm-ups. We should have done this podcast in the morning for you. Then you would have sound better. Like we would both sound better. So I would have to wake up a lot earlier since the time difference, but we would both have deeper and nice and smoother voices. But yeah. yeah. Now for you, what would you say are some misconceptions about people who do voice acting? Oh, I've talked about this uh, a little bit earlier, but people think that you just sit, you know, you sit and you read and uh, that's all there is to No, there's so much things you need to do. It's so exhausting, to be honest. And even the people who are directing me doesn't even tell me how many times I need to do it. Sometimes I do something 15, 20 times, not even sending the, uh, the, you know, the recording to someone. I just do it 15, 20 times and listen. And it's not sounding right. I didn't breathe right at this, you know, at this particular place. Uh, uh, my words are coming too slow, too fast, and all those things. So even without a proper direction, I'm already spending a ton of time just to do something that is presentable. And it also applies to what we also talked about earlier is the, you know, because I am good at impressions, that means I'm just going to go, you know, and be a voice like, no, you have, yeah, it, you're probably talented. It goes without saying, you probably have the talent, but talent without a proper guidance with that guidance is nothing. Yes. You can do a joking impression, for example, but what would that be? good for you. You could do it for the joker, but you can't employ it in where you need to employ it. So like I said, you work with your own voice, you start with that, you go do your acting, you go do your theater, you have to, you know, be there with the audience and see the reactions of the director and everything. And then when you have a level, you can just start doing other voices. And you know, people don't think about this, but it's just that knowledge is going to change so much about how you think about things. It is interesting. Sometimes I do catch a lesson here and there, and I'm like, whoa, is that how you do these things? Some people would even teach you how to put your tongue in your mouth so that the noise will come correctly. And you try it and you are blown away. You know, people don't pay attention to, you know, uh, why would I do acting classes? Trust me. I do remember uh, a lesson taught by, it was Morgan Freeman and uh, the guy who did the the, the butler, Batman's butler, who's the, the, who's the guy? I always forget, I forget the name of it. Uh, the guy from England. Uh, oh, oh uh, damn it. From the, the, the butler, Batman's butler, right? Yeah, Batman's butler. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I, yeah, <laughs> you, you keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up and then I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was talking about how to keep 
an eye contact when you talk to someone so that the camera will capture you in a perfect position. And the trick is you don't look at both eyes. You look at one eye and the other eye is where the camera is. So when the cameraman is uh, shooting you, you will look like you're looking at the actor. And the thing is, your positioning will allow you to not have that, I don't know, you've probably seen some movies where someone, uh, some, you know, they're having that discussion or some something one-on-one, and you see their eyes going left and right and up and down and all those things. Sometimes they're looking at the nose, sometimes they're looking at the mouth, and I don't know, they, their eyes are all over the place. It's that they don't have that particular training. So when you watch one of those movies from Morgan Freeman or anything, when he's looking at someone, his eyes are fixed and they are in a perfect angle because actually the trick is one eye is looking at the camera and the other eye is looking at the actor's uh, eye. And then you deliver and everything is just perfect. When you do it and when you film yourself doing it, you're like, holy cow, that is something. So these are the things that we need to account for. These are why I say we need acting classes. It is such an important thing. It's the simple things, but yet they're complicated to master. Oh, yes. No, it's just like details that you overlook. You think you're working hard enough, but no. Someone has knowledge and someone is going to give you that knowledge that will give you a huge boost. And it's only with experience that you will be able to get better. Now to answer the question about the Batman, Butler Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's it's always in my head, but I'm really, really weak with names. So I always forget. I'm surprised that I remembered the name of Hugo Weaving, which is much more complicated than, uh, you know, Michael Caine. But I did remember him. Probably had a bigger impact on you. But you know what? There's so many names in the world where we can't uh, we cannot remember all of them, but we, you know, we can remember a lot, but not all of them. (laughs) So it's okay. It's okay to forget some and then learn it later on. Now for you, has voice acting ever stressed you out? On the contrary, you know, even though sometimes uh, you need to be angry to deliver something and that probably has a tiny bit of a strain. I'm actually having the most fun when I'm doing those things. When I'm in that character, when I'm in that world, when I'm feeling like I'm doing something, I'm advancing, maybe this project is going to propel me somewhere. So that's my thought. And every time I get a project, I just throw myself into it because it's so interesting. I am a scholar learning. I'm not someone trying to do a job, for example. I'm not getting paid for these things. I'm just doing those to be learning, to be acquiring experience. So it's always something that I'm eager to do. I'm always looking forward to it. When I have a project, I'm always thinking about it. When I'm outside doing my shopping and everything, maybe I should do this, maybe I should. So it's always more exciting than stressing for me. I like that approach. But I would imagine, let's say sometimes you're working on a project and there's just one line you cannot get, no matter how many times you try. What's your process to take a break and try it again? Do you take a long one day break or do you take a little 15 minute break and then come back to it or get some tea or what is your process to try to get back onto the project? Oh, that actually happened to me pretty recently. It was this line I was trying to learn and I would never even consider that it would happen to me. I don't know what happens in the brain, but it happened that when you see someone in a blooper or something and they keep messing things up and saying things backwards. 
I kept doing that. It's just my brain farted or something. I was uh, more amazed than stressed, but I obviously was a bit, uh, you know, uh, kind of frustrated. But what I did is say one word after the other and then say them slowly and go faster and faster and faster until you reach normal speed. But sometimes you just get tiny bit more frustrated and you need to take a walk and luckily like i said i need my 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 real life is kind of dominating me and i need to go do shopping and everything so sometimes i just need to stop the project and go do something outside and that's really good that's really helpful you just you shouldn't just be a hundred percent into something sometimes you need to stop and think and that's what i do it's a very good approach it should be applied for so many things in life, not just voice acting, just literally everything. If you're getting stressed, take a break, come back to it and do it later. I think this comes from a tiny bit from, oh, here's the truck. <laughs> here's the truck coming. <laughs> yes. Like I said, it's just one sometimes left and right. But it's just comes from my own experience in video games, to be honest. It's uh, something that I learned throughout uh, trial and error. You can't just be always stressing yourself trying to learn something. Sometimes just you stop, go outside and stop doing that activity. And they have it. It's kind of like the idea, the less you think about it, the better it will be. In certain, certain cases, like without thinking too hard, just give it a try and then boom, it's magic. 100% right there. Assimilation. <laughs> now for you, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? Hmm. So it's interesting because part of me well now i don't really uh, now it's like a secret uh, stuff that i do i don't talk to many people about it except for my one friend who does this so i have some other friends who knows that i am trying to be a voice actor and everything but we never talk about this we they don't care so part of me want to show this to the world that especially where i live where these things doesn't happen but i want to wait until i am ready until I have a successful enough project and I want to do that. But at the same time, I don't want outside influence, you know, people starting to flock left and right to me. I just want to be me and never change. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now because <laughs> <laughs> I have the exact same yeah. approach. I, I don't want to take too much influence from other people. I want to just come out this and do it myself. and. When I'm ready for the world, I'll be ready. But for now, just take it slow. There's no rush. I'm just trying to perfect myself. <laughs> now, you've talked about this at the beginning and a little bit in the middle. You've always gave like a bunch of tips and advice, but I'm going to ask it again for one big piece. Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested? So if you had to give one big piece of advice, what would it be? Is to work hard. Work hard is the number one advice for basically anything you think is going to be uh, impossible. When you think something is impossible, when someone tells you that someone something is impossible, that's exactly when you need to do it because probably you can do it because that's the thing. You just need to be there. You just need to do it. And there is going to be challenges. There's going to be a lot of challenging, but with working hard, you can outdo those challenges. Those obstacles are no longer going to matter. If you work hard, if you be in the zone, and if you perfect your craft, eventually it's going to pay out. So don't just go and do something half-assedly. 
if you want to be something, be something. Don't just think, okay, I'm going to do that. I'll never do it. Or just go and do some recording left and right and uh, never think about, you know, researching or all those things. If you want to be a voice actor, you have to in- understand that there is so many with a package. It's not just you in a studio recording to the to this big company and then getting paid. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, classes. It's a lot of knowledge you need to take in in order to become better. So work hard, learn, and be open to possibilities. This is my big advice. And when you say like that, with that voice, how can nobody, how can somebody say, no, I don't want to listen to you? Of course, you're going to listen to you. You're, you're delivering it with so much passion and so much dedication. So I'm listening to this right now. I'm like, you know what? Yep. Yeah. This is my new goal. I got to satisfy. I got to look up. I got to make Yagami proud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I do, I did talk to someone who's in the United States and he's like, I don't know. It's not going to work. Dude, I was like, are you serious, brother? You're in the epicenter of things you can do. You you have so many options and yet you're already given up. Are you crazy? At least go take some classes. And then when you fail, you fail. You just try your best. I am in a position where I cannot do any of those things. I would love to do, do those things. I can't. I, not even, you know, to, 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 to have a work in the future. I just want to do those things because I love doing those things. And yet here you are giving up. You should never give up. I had a guest on my previous episode where we talked and he said, you only fail if you don't learn. Oh, yes. That's the only type of failure. So as long as you learn and walk away learning something new, then you haven't really failed. You've only prepared yourself to succeed the next next time you try. Undoubtedly. Now, uh, at the beginning of the interview, you talked about this. I'll ask it again. Do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share so people can learn more about you and follow your projects and support you? Oh, again? My main hub is YouTube, YouTube slash all things space Yagami. Well, not space, you know, as in the space and stars and everything, <laughs> but you know, all things space Yagami. It's a kind of a placeholder. I need to change it at one point, but for now, whatever. Uh, that's why you can find all my projects, all my demos, all my let's plays and all those things that I tinker with. And then you can also find me streaming on Twitch. It's twitch.com slash Mr. Yagami, I switch every other day, every two days, three days, and so on and so forth. Other than that, my Facebook page is All Things Yagami, and my Twitter is AT Yagami, as well as my Instagram. So there you have it. Perfect. The only reason why I ask it twice so people can have it at the beginning, and if they listen all the way to the end, you can say, oh my goodness, I still want to subscribe, I still want to follow, so they get double the chance to listen to it. So perfect. I'll put all that in the description below so people can go follow with support, like, link, whatever you guys do on the internet. Do it. Support my friend Yagami. And uh, yeah. So for the last question, do you have any questions for me about voice acting? But to be honest, I don't know. What would you recommend me? Is the always is the question that always is in my my mind. What would you recommend for me? Is there some sort of a website that I should go to in order to register? Is there someone that gives stuff for free? I should go and, uh, you know, swallow up (laughs) and all those things that I am always eager to, uh, you know, either learn or partake in and everything. So whenever I find someone in the domain, do guide me somewhere where I can present myself, for example, or work on something or 
learn something? Um, so to answer your question, I don't actually have anything I can offer because I feel like you're the expert right now. You're the first voice actor I spoke to and you knocked it out the park. You're amazing. Uh, the only thing I guess I could give is like I mentioned in the podcast, I found this voice acting opportunity on Reddit and what I think I'll do from now on, if I ever see everything or anything about voice acting, I'm going to link it to you, whether you saw it or not already, I'm just going to link everything. Cause I'm a huge supporter of people following their passions and their dreams and their hobbies. So, uh, I don't know if I'm really answering your question, but if I ever do find something, no, doing great. <laughs> good, doing great. A plus, uh, if I ever do find something online regarding voice acting, I'm going to send it your way because I want to see oh, you succeed. I really do. Ah, that's great. Thank you very much. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Mr. Yagami for coming on and just wowing, just being amazing. Just your voice. Usually I'm the one with the deep voice. Now you out deeped my deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was and still am extremely nervous. I noticed I made a ton of mistakes. You wouldn't realize, you know, when someone doesn't speak the language, I'm like, oh God, did I just repeat myself? Oh God, did I just pronounce something, you know, uh, in a wrong way? And that terrifies me. So I hope I did good and I hope I was in a certain level that people will appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. Well, first of all, your English is fantastic. And you said it's your fourth language. Come on, you got to give yourself, you got to give yourself a pat on the back for that. That's amazing. I would have never guessed that. And also whenever people come on my podcast, I'm the one who screws up more. So no need to worry. I make all the mistakes. So <laughs> you're the one who's beautiful. I'm the one who's like stumbling and mumbling. So you're, you did fantastic, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So once again, if you guys want to learn more about Mr. Yagami, you can go check him out on all the social media links. They'll be in the description below, so you can go check that out. And of course, if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, they might be going through a hard time. And you know what? Voice acting could be a wonderful thing. You know, just let that inner expression out. Just express yourself vocally and just be a new person or even uh, be a new you and try new things because voice acting can be fun or it can be really fun you can try different things anyways i'm just i'm really bad i'm not the best at it so <laughs> leave it up to mr yagami if you have any questions for him i'm sure he'd be more than happy to help you out and uh yeah thank you so much again thank you so until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care <laughs>